Hey, you guys. Welcome to What Nightmares Are Made Of. I'm Marty. This is T. And we want to welcome you to a very special Valentine's Day episode. Yes, it's a very special episode this time around. We're going to be going with the theme of Valentine's this time around. So we will be reviewing movies that have to do with that theme. So well, technically, it's not it's not Valentine's Day right now, but by the time this gets uploaded, it will be Valentine's Day. So let us be the first to wish you guys a happy Valentine's Day. Even if you're spending it all by yourself or with whoever it may be, but we're you're listening to us, so hey, we're spending Valentine's with you, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so we've been up to no good reviewing crazy movies and going on with life how's everybody out there staying i hope fully at home wearing their mask and washing your hands <laughs> right well we don't care about that as long as you're watching horror movies that's all that matters right exactly. yeah so yeah and i mean i've been watching so many crazy shows and movies these past few months pretty much almost a whole year already if we look at the dates, we're coming up on a year already that we've been locked up and cooped up and at home, depending when your state took the lockdowns for serious or whatever. Unfortunately for me, it was in March. Same here. It was uh, middle of March, pretty much, when my state decided to do the lockdowns and all that crazy stuff. But, I mean, I'm... I, I, I'm ready for this thing to be over. I want to go to the movie theaters. I miss the movie theaters. I miss popcorn. I actually did go, I actually did go um, I think, when was it? I think it was back in October. Yeah. I went, yeah, I went to go in October and I saw that movie Freaky, done by Blumhouse, yeah. which was pretty good. Um, when I went, it was, I don't know, it was a little bit weird, obviously, because we're all wearing face masks and, you know, everybody's like, they're all, everyone's like centered away like centered away from each other which I don't mind because you know I yeah like, you know I like my space so I don't really mind that at all yeah it felt so good to be at the movie theaters after a, literally a whole year of not going so mm-hmm. let's hope that you know life's go, life gets back to normal by fall because you know Halloween Hill is coming out like that month <laughs> and I want to see it on the big screen yeah, I, I've been seeing a few um, companies coming out with, you know, new movies and all that stuff. And I'm like, how are they going to release them? I know a few have actually, not horror movies, but other types of movies. They've actually released them on HBO and stuff like that. And they charge pretty much like $30, I think, for you to be able yeah, to watch it. Um doing the whole v- the VOD thing where they're going to release it on um, at, at home and at Mm-hmm. You have the option of going into to the theaters or you can just watch it at home. But I mean, I'm always going to go to the theater because I love the experience. See, and I'm kind of indecisive. I'm kind of like, I don't know if this, if anyone's going through this, but I've gotten so paranoid about not COVID, just COVID, but all kinds of germs. Like, I'm so paranoid of germs now. Like, I feel like I've become a germaphobe. Um, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to go out. Like, I've become more of an antisocial person. <laughs> Because of this whole situation, I don't know if it's just me or um, if it's everybody starting to go through that phase of like, I'd rather just be an antisocial person. I don't know. But 
I'm just like, I'm not, I'm probably going to wait off on movie theaters for a bit. Um, so we'll see how it goes from a couple of months from now, but I'm still going to be watching my horror movies and still reviewing them for all of you guys to hear what we think. Um, and hopefully push you guys into watching those movies and, you know, maybe you'll like them and enjoy them. Who knows, right? But with the theme of Valentine's Day this time around, we will start off instead of conspiracy theories or haunted locations, it's going to be Valentine's Day ghost stories. So that's what we're going to do this time around because, come on, we have to do a little bit of ghost stories for Valentine's Day, right? So, yeah, I mean, we can't really do much. So we can't go find haunted locations that have to do with a love story of a couple that could never find love or whatever bullshit. But you know what I mean? (laughs) Oops, if I said bad words, my bad censor. Um, (laughs) So this time around, I'm going to be reading you guys a few of Valentine's or love stories, ghost stories, whatever BS you want to call it, just for the theme of it. Um, And then hopefully you guys won't be bored, but we'll see, right? So I'm going to start off with one story. It's called The Bride on the Bridge. In Vermont lies a covered bridge they call Emily's Bridge. There are several versions of Emily's sad tale. Some versions say that Emily and her boyfriend were meeting at the bridge to elope since her parents did not approve. Um, did I say brother? I meant boyfriend. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. Um, so anyways, he never came and she hung herself from a rafter. Another version says Emily was left at the wedding altar. Altar. She, ho- she hopped on a carriage to find her love. When she reached the bridge, one of the horses was startled and she died in an accident. Some versions say she was killed by runaway by a runaway horse on the way to her wedding whatever way you put it emily reached a tragic fate visitors to the bridge have reported scratches um and their cars and on their cars and body and strange noises footsteps ropes tightening girls screaming if you park your car on the bridge you might hear banging on the car or her body's feet dragging on the car's roof. That's creepy. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I feel like I've heard that type of story before because it it seems every ghost story usually has, like, you know, death on the road, death on a bridge, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. a girl coming back from the grave, people getting killed off and then coming back. I think a lot of ghost stories are very similar and I think it's just everybody has their take on ghost stories. Um, there might be somewhat of a truth to it. Um, I know here where I live, some people like to make ghost stories that are, you know, they make them up, I believe, because I have actually done my research and I have not found a single, um, how can I say, like a single thing that, you know, tells us that that really did happen at that location. Uh, so I think it's just everyone has their own little take on ghost stories for their towns, for their homes or whatever. I don't know. Um, that's what I think about. It's more like legends than ghost stories, I would say. Yeah. So, yeah, I've heard that story as well. Um, 
many times from other locations and stuff like that. Um, it just depends, I guess. We would have to visit and see if we experience anything. Um, so we have another one. It's called a deathly, deathly um, love triangle. The Castillo de San Marco in San in Saint Augustine, Florida, is the oldest masonry masonry sorry if I can't pronounce that correctly fort in the United States. The site itself is dripping with paranormal activity, but today we focus on an affair that led to murder. In 1784, Colonel Garcia Marti brought his young wife Dolores to the fort. He wasn't the most devoted husband and often ignored his wife. Thus, she found other ways to spend her time. She, she began an affair with her husband's assistant, Captain Manuel Abella. Dolores wore a very unique perfume, which Garcia smelled on Manuel one day. Shortly after, Dolores and Manuel were missing. Garcia told everyone that Dolores had returned to Spain and that Manuel had a special assignment in Cuba. About 50 years or so later, a hidden room was found in a dungeon behind a brick wall. The remains of a woman and a man were found. Some versions say chained to the wall. Some say in a pile of ashes. Sightings of a woman with a white dress have been reported on the site. Could it be Dolores? This is so interesting because I've actually never heard anything like that. So that's that's a little bit different take on uh, a ghost story. So it's pretty cool. Yikes. Sounds like he, he basically just brutally murdered them and tortured them. Right. Okay. So here we have another one. It's called Forbidden Love. Minnie Quay was a 15-year-old daughter of James and Mary Ann Quay. They lived in Forrester, Michigan, so they often saw boats coming in and out of town. Minnie fell in love with a sailor. Not much is known about him. And her parents disapproved of this crush. One day, word came to town that his boat sank. Minnie was quite distraught, especially since her parents had forbidden her to say goodbye when he last left. Sometime after she was babysitting her infant brother for her parents, she left her house and walked towards the waterfront. People near the town in the towner house waved as she walked by. Suddenly, their friendly faces turned to faces of horror as she walked into the into Lake Huron. Huron. Legend says she still walks the beach, waiting for her sailor to return. More frightening versions say she lures young girls towards the water and towards their deaths. That one's creepy and spooky. Sounds like a Bloody Mary type of story. Right? Um, I mean, that's kind of effed up that she would lure lure, uh, young girls to their death. Like, what did they do wrong? Like, come on. Um, It's not our fault you fell in love with Sailor. (laughs) But, you know... um, she sounds like a very revengeful ghost. Um, anyways, here's our last story. It's called A Romantic Murder Plot. Jesse Strang deserted his wife and children and began a new life in Albany, New York. He lived under a new name, Joseph Orton, and began working at the Van... Sorry if I butcher this, you guys. Renzenlier's Residency at Cherry Hill. He caught the eye of an affluent Elsie Van Rensenlier, 
a married woman. Jesse and Elsie decided their love could really flourish without Elsie's husband, John Whipple, around. In May of 1827, after a failed attempt of arsenic poisoning, Jesse Strang shot John Whipple. Jesse and Elsie tried to hide their murder plot, but they didn't cover their tracks very well. So, that was one of them. So, somebody actually blogged about it and said that in June of uh, in June, Jesse Strang confessed to the murder and told prosecutors where to find the rifle. He believed that if Elsie was convicted as well, her powerful family connections would get them both pardoned and he tried to lay the blame on her. But when his lawyer and the prosecutor told him that nothing he said against Elsie would lighten his punishment, he withdrew his confession. Members of the household testified that they had heard Strang spread the stories of Prowler out to kill Whipple. The merchant who sold him the rifle and the arsenic testified, as did the hotel keepers, who had seen Strang and Elsie together. But it was Strang's confessions admitted over the objection of the defense, which sealed his fate. The jury deliberated for 15 minutes before returning a verdict of guilty. Elsie's trial followed the same course as Strang's, except the prosecution tried to call Strang as a witness. There was much debate over his eligibility um, to testify because he had been convicted, but not, but not yet sentenced, and and the judge would not allow his testimony. The prosecution rested, and the jury, without leaving their seats, acquitted Elsie Whipple. The Albany establishment had closed ranks to save one of their own from a public hanging. So then, Jesse Strang was found guilty of first-degree murder, and Elsie Whipple was found not guilty, according to an Albany tourist site. All members of this love triangle roam the halls of Cherry Hill. People have witnessed a ghost on the bottom floor of Cherry Hill and believe it is Mr. Whipple. He is not hostile, but gives off a feeling of anger. Jesse Strang's ghost is seen where the gallows once stood wearing the same clothes he wore the day of his execution. That's pretty sad and tragic. I know. I guess it's good to have money because you don't get found guilty for murdering your own husband, right? True. (laughs) But yeah, that was a few of our ghost stories that I found with a little bit of Valentine romance in them. So, hope that spooked you guys. Probably not, but hey, worth a try, right? True. So now, Marty's going to take it from here. On to the reviews. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. I Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, doesn't matter. Like, literally, I love all of them. And, and you know, uh, we saw, well, I saw My Bloody Valentine a long time ago, but I, re- I, turned, like, I rewatched it a couple of months ago. And I never realized how much of a brutal, violent film it is for, for you know, for a movie that was made in 1981. I didn't really. Pretty good. I really didn't think it was too brutal. Probably because not all the murder scenes were shown. Yeah, because I know there's there's an uncut version. Mm-hmm. The edited one that, that wasn't um, 
as as violent or bloody because the I have the I own the un, the unedited Blu-ray, so it showed like all the death scenes, like well, all like. Thanks a lot, Amazon Prime. Hmm. <laughs> people getting their skin, um, <laughs> jaw, people being drowned in like hot water. So like, it really you know it really did show a lot of like bloody violence. And for like I said, for it being a movie made in 1981, the spe- the, the special effects are pretty pretty good. Well, I guess I'm going to have to cancel my Amazon Prime because, one, I don't get all my packages in two days. And three, apparently they only give me the version that was edited that I can't see the gruesomeness because apparently I'm not an adult enough to be able to see that. But, like I said, I didn't see those death scenes. They only show, like, when he attacks them. This is my version, you guys, so I guess you guys can pick... Which one you like more? If you don't like to see too much gruesomeness, then you can pick my version on Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> if you want Yeah. So my version, it just shows when he attacks them and obviously they cut out and then it shows back like wh- whoever finds them or, you know, already dead and it kind of shows like how they died, you know, but not like exactly through detail. Um... Of course, to me, it was very cheesy 1980s uh, serial killer type of thing. It wasn't as gruesome as Michael Myers, pretty much, if you look at it. Um, I think it was a little bit more tamed. At least the version I saw, you guys, of course. Um, It was a little bit more tamed. Um, I found it so cheesy and so dorky. Like, at one point... I I love the whole yeah that was pretty cool um of course like marty mentioned typical 80s um slasher graphics and everything like that um in my version you don't see a whole lot of blood um and um in a few you kind of do um most of the people i did not understand this like they're supposed to be adults right but he totally gave me Exactly. Yeah, they were. Even my husband, he watched it with me and he was like, is this supposed to be like a teen slasher movie? And I'm like, no, this is supposed to be adults, supposedly. They're supposed to be in their early 20s, probably middle 20s from my understanding. Um, But they act like very teenage And yeah, some of them were in their 30s and some of them were in their 40s. Um and 50s probably um and it's it's funny because the other reason i got that whole like teenager vibe is because they made the valentine's party sorry for the spoiler you guys it's not a big spoiler but it's a spoiler the valentine's party they made it seem like it was their like prom yeah like their prom night or something um and the cop and the cop and the mayor and even the lady who was planning the party seemed more adultish than the ones that are supposed to be also adults. Um, the mayor was very annoying at some points, but it was kind of sad how everyone ignored him um, when he was trying to, like, you know, be like, hello, you know, listen to me. Something's going to happen, you know. Yeah. One thing I did find really, really cool was that creepy minor outfit and it gave me like total silent hill vibes 
I don't know if you got that. Yes, I get what you're saying. Because, like, the mask and everything. And yeah. The heavy breathing, too. Yeah, and it's, like, because you know how when you, like, Silent Hill, spoiler, you guys, um, skip through this if you want. In Silent Hill, you have the nurses that have those creepy outfits and they're twitching all the time. Or you have, like, people who are part of the town that you kind of see here and there and stuff like that. Um, so it totally gave me Silent Hill vibes because that is also a small town, hidden kind of thing. And it seemed to be living off of miners as well from the point. Because I think at one point they actually do mention that. A, uh, yeah, they, they go into like a mine. Yeah, and I want to say that they say that the ashes that are falling are actually from the mine, don't they? Yeah, I think. Or was it a power plant? Something like that. Sorry, you guys. We have to see those and we will definitely review them down later on. um, Because I definitely love Silent Hill. Like, it's one of my favorite movies. And it gives me, like, so much anxiety. (laughs) But I like it. (laughs) So, it's not bad. Um, And I don't know. Like... My other thing is, like, why the hell would you guys... Spoiler, by the way, you guys. Why the hell would you guys go to the mine on your supposed Valentine's Day? Like exactly. That? <laughs> like, people are getting killed. They were just told that, that people were getting killed off. And they're just like, that wasn't a smart, you know, thing to do. Like, obviously, you're going to get killed. You be down there waiting for all of you. Right? And, like, I could understand, like... For instance, like in like teenager slasher movies where like they like to go underneath the bleachers and make out at the like football field. But why a mine? Why would you want to go down there? Yeah, it's like, like so weird. It's dirty. Aren't like, like aren't you guys like already past twenty or something? Like you guys are acting like teenagers, but you guys are clearly the adults. Like I don't understand. Like, I don't know. I just I, I just I, I like till this day I still don't know whether they're playing teenagers or high school because they don't they don't even really, like really say like if they were in high school or if they were in college or yeah because like, to me yeah, I mean to me they look like they were all just like friends like just teenage friends I mean if they're trying to give like the teenage vibes maybe they were just straight out of high school and they're eighteen and they're working in the mine I can see that but a lot of them look like grown ass. Sorry for the language. <laughs> I don't know if um, iTunes or Spotify will bleep us out for that. Um, but a lot of them look like grown men. Like they're in their 30s and stuff. But they're acting so childish. Um, but other than that. Right? And then they're like fighting over a girl at one point. I'm like really you guys. Like this is so dumb. So one of you should have just married her. Right? I'm pretty sure they would have been married in that time period in a small town like that. Who knows? I mean, you still hear it from this to this day. You know, I know people in small towns. So you tend to marry your high school sweetheart or your, you know, the football jock marries a popular girl and then they have like 50 kids. But, you know, that that was kind of a bit annoying. Other than that, though, the plot twist at the end was pretty good. I kind of saw it coming, but I wasn't too sure. Um, And yet again, I'm like, I kind of got confused because I think I confused it with the next one we're going to be reviewing. So 
at one point I was like, wait, which movie is this supposed to be? I saw the remake. I never saw the 1981 version of it. So to me, it was like different to see that version, but it was pretty yeah. good. Um, it was decent. If, if, you're a fan, if you're a fan of Halloween and Friday the 13th, then you'll enjoy this. Or if you like holiday horror in general. Yeah. Watch it, you'll like it. And I mean, if you're, if you like horror and it's Valentine's season, it's a good movie to watch, I guess, you know? <laughs> I mean, for me, it wasn't my all-time favorite. It, it was, you know, okay, you know. But the plot twist was pretty good. If you've never seen any, if you haven't even seen the remake and you haven't seen this one, it's a pretty good remake. Um, And the plot twist kind of gets to you if you don't catch on to it pretty quickly. Yeah. And, I mean... That was it. I mean, I would give it maybe a five. <laughs> no? I give it a seven out of ten. Okay, I give it a five. It wasn't my favorite, but we'll see. But anyways, going on to our next one, Marty. 2000s different movie mm-hmm. except that you know, both take place but basically both it's you know a valentine's day slasher film and, and you know and then talking kind of like, talking about that i did notice that when i was researching it there's not a lot of information on it and i think it has to do because a lot of people do confuse it with my bloody valentine um yeah. i try to look for um the posters and there's not a lot of pictures for the poster um if you guys catched it on instagram i did post about it um that we would be reviewing that movie for this episode and there wasn't a lot of poster images there was only a few and they kept repeating after one after the other and there was not a lot of information about this movie and it was not something that a lot of people seemed to tag um so i don't think a lot of people know about this movie unless you grew up in the 2000s as a teenager you know this movie or even as an adult but i think if it was the new kids you know that were born pretty much mid 90s probably after the 90s they're not gonna know this movie i love seeing the fashion it threw me back i was like girl i remember i used to dress a little bit like that of course i couldn't dress as skimpy because i was only 11 or 10 years old but the hairstyles some of the makeup that i would try to mimic obviously when my mom didn't catch me using her makeup (laughs) it just threw me back to that time period and oh my gosh i wonder i would like to (laughs) i would like to ask some of the 90s people that were like you know in their 20s in the 90s were guys this douchey back then (laughs) because oh lord that was horrible. Yes, and some of them even after that were so douchey. At the art show, yeah, I remember. <laughs> but I like, I like that guy in the first scene where, excuse me, spoiler, you guys, where he says, "Oh, Jason likes that dress," and I was like, oh, "So you talk about yourself in the third person?" <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> Yeah. 
And of course, you had to have our... I thought she was going to be our main girl. I forgot her name. Sorry, you guys. I'm horrible with names. But No. Uh, the first girl. Uh, the one we always see... No. We see her in Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and knocked up. There we go. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm bad with names. Marty is the name person, you guys. But... Me too. She's on there. Yeah. But surprise, they, spoilers, she gets off in the first few minutes of the movie. I know. And it's how, how typical is this? It's so funny how she's playing like a medical student. Well, she's doing like lobotomy and all that kind of crazy mortuary stuff. And she ends up coming out in Grey's Anatomy. If, if you guys don't care about that shit, you're good. I don't like that show. I just know her because I've seen her in like memes and stuff. So, it's funny. And then, I don't know if you caught this, but um, the guy who ends up being Jeremy, actually. Um, I don't know if you caught on with one of the lines that they have. Sorry, spoiler, you guys. Where the girl says, I know he's no angel. And he actually played Angel. If you know that oh, show. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, he came out in Buffy first, and then they made his own show, his own spinoff, and it was Angel. And it's funny yeah. how how she says that line, I know he's no angel. And it's like, ha, huh, that's funny, because he actually played Angel in a show. So, anyways, sorry, you guys. <laughs> I went off on the whole crazy. Some people will not get that joke. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry, you guys. If, if you guys were born after 2000s, um, or, you know, early 2000s, you won't know that show, but look it up. It's, it's kind of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer type of thing. If you guys are into that show, that's another show you probably won't know, but it's, it's kind of like our day or modern kids up vampire diaries and, uh, legacy. And I, I don't know what other shows they've talked about, but it's, that's pretty much our show like was angel and buffy and now it's like it's kind of like the similar thing but anyways ours had more action yours has yeah. more lovey-dovey make out oh look he can shine like diamonds kind of thing but yeah <laughs> yeah it does so that's a good show if you guys ever like anything like that um but anyways going back to the movie <laughs> i Yes. Ooh, especially. I don't think any of them do anything now, though. No, Denise Richards. She does not look as hot as she did back then. Um, she kind of look a little bit like a crackhead, and in my opinion, probably not a whole lot for some people, but she just doesn't look as pretty. Um, and. Uh, Back then, she was in her prime. She was always in those horror movies or those very seductive roles because she does have that persona, like her look that they made her look like pretty much made her look like a very seductive, probably like Medusa-y type of chick. Um, And she comes out in a lot of roles like this. I feel like I only remember her coming out in roles like this where she was a supporting actress in a horror film. I don't think I ever saw her in like, you know, those other types of genre movies. I think I've only seen her in those 
horror movies um, type of thing. Um, and of course, she doesn't make it, you guys. Spoiler. I'm sorry. She just does not make it. Um, and the plot twist at the end. That was... Kind of gave me the same My Bloody Valentine vibes. Well, okay. So before we spoil this ending, uh, <laughs> you guys don't want to know the ending of this movie, I suggest that you guys pass forward right now because the identity of the killer will be revealed. Dun, so, dun, dun. going on the ending. Okay, so I thought the ending was pretty, pretty... It was done, okay, it was done clever, but at the same time, I kind of suspected who the killer was going to be. Yeah, from then, way ahead. Mm-hmm. And he starts bleeding. He starts bleeding from the nose because mm-hmm. in the movie, um, Jeremy, the the kid that they, they that they beat up at the at the Valentine's Day dance years before years like like prior to that, always had bloody noses. Yeah, I and the only thing is that I did not like his acting towards the end. It just seemed a little bit cheesy for me. Um I know he tried to make it seem like he was like hugging her to protect her because that's who he was obsessively in love with. But the way he made it seem was like uh he kind of looked like a fruitcake. Um it was cheesy for me. But other than that, the plot twist was pretty cool. Um, but I did see it coming a mile away. <laughs> I was like, I have a feeling. For a second there, he did kind of confuse me when she came out with the mask, like the Cupid mask and stuff. I was like, oh, wait, it's not him. But then when we saw him do what he did, I was like, no, that is but him. But it would have made sense if Dorothy was the killer because she was just talking about how she's like, she's, she's one of the big girls. Yeah, that yeah. she was the big girl. She wasn't as lucky as got, the other girls. She got stood up at, mm-hmm. at the party near the ending. So it would have made sense if she was the killer. And I think that's what they kind of try to make it seem like, oh, it might be her that, you know, it might be her because, you know, of all these unfortunate things. But the way it came off, it just didn't hit the point correctly. It just yeah. made it seem like he purposely... Or she accidentally put his outfit on, and like that happened to her, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it he just probably knocked her, he probably knocked her out or something like, and I seen that that you know they they show, and he, and then he put her in the costume, and then you know he pushed her towards Kate, our main character, mm-hmm. and you know before she had before she had time to say anything, like like to say, oh no, it's me. She got she got shot up by, by Jeremy. yeah, and and he could have he could have also um. You know, drugged her up. Who knows? You know, we oh, d- we never saw the whole point of that. I just it just didn't sit the point for me correctly. I feel like towards the end they just fast, like did everything so quickly to kind of just get the movie to end. You know, um. Yeah. So that kind of kind of was a bit of a downer. <laughs> I don't know, but they kind of did take a little bit too long with certain scenes. Like, I feel like slasher movies after this kind of made it more like slashery like there's more killing scenes and more attacking scenes with this one it was just more like tauntingness and them spooking themselves out 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like getting those, like getting those twisted Valentine, um, Valentine's Day cards, and then getting stock. Yeah. Like, trying to figure out what's going on, and then like it'd be like every twenty or thirty minutes a kill. Every twenty minutes or thirty minutes a kill. Yeah, and I feel like there wasn't very much chasing until towards the end, and I feel like now slasher movies have more chasing, more um attacking you know and stuff like that i feel like the main character that ended up well supposed to be the main character didn't seem like the main character to tell you the truth she was never really chased or ever attacked or taunted very much i feel like the other girls were more taunted and more chased um i feel like denise richards was more attacked and taunted um and and toward like in you know certain parts of the movie um, and I even thought at one point that one girl, um, oh gosh, I forgot her name. I just had it in the tip of my tongue. Um, the one that always, uh, the one that always cried that she was the big girl. Yeah, Dorothy. Dorothy, there we go. I always felt like she was going to be our main character, you know? But, like, I, I feel like at one point they made all of their lives revolve around hers. And then it turns out that our main character is a whole different other character. And it was just kind of like, what? That doesn't make sense. So, to me, it was just like, I feel like they kind of just fast, like they half-fast this movie a little bit. And maybe that's why it didn't do so good. And maybe that's why it's not heard of very well. I don't know. But, I don't know. Would you go see it? And all, I would give it an 8 out of 10. Mostly because, you know, I, I love slasher films from that era. I like slasher films from the 80s and early 90s. I think I would give it between a 6 and a 7 for me. Um, because I do feel like the storyline was pretty decent, pretty good, you know. Kind of typical, though. But uh, it just had those, you know, wholesome actors that we, well, you and I grew up watching in a lot of the horror movies we like and stuff and i don't know i kind of like the twist even though i knew it was coming i kind of like that little twist um yeah and i i i would give it a six or a seven would i spend money on it to watch it probably not um i'd rather just watch it on amazon and pay for 2.99 for it (laughs) because that's what i had to do (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. Amazon is my go-to, you guys. I'm sorry. Because I, I tried to find it somewhere. But I can't say. And it, it, it rhymes with Rex. Um, and they didn't have it on there. And that's why I'm telling you. I don't think it's a very popular movie. Um, and not a lot of um, streaming websites had it. Not even Hulu. I thought Hulu would have had it. But it didn't have it. Only YouTube and Amazon had it. And I think it was Google Google TV or something it's called. I don't know. It's part of Android. But I don't have an Android. So I was like, um, I guess it's Amazon Prime. <laughs> but <sighs> yeah, you guys. If you guys want to go ahead and spend $2.99, I recommend it. It's 6 to 7 in my rating. And... It's a Valentine theme, so if you're spending Valentine's by yourself, go ahead and watch it. (laughs) 
but I'm sorry you guys that is the ending for our podcast tonight we hope you enjoyed it and I hope you like the little Valentine's theme we threw for you guys um of course we will uh say it again can't go to the movie theaters in my state Marty can't go to the movie theaters in his state so it's hard for us to watch movies for right now but uh we will be doing Amazon Hulu um Netflix and for me what rhymes with Rex um (laughs) to watch movies we'll watch new brand new I mean brand new or old movies and we will be reviewing them for you guys and we will be doing probably these little themes for this upcoming year for now um to kind of keep the podcast alive you know um yeah and i'm like i said i'm sorry you guys we kind of been a little bit off lately with our um episodes we've just been very busy um with a lot of things marty has his busyness with his busyness and i have my busyness with my busyness (laughs) So, yeah. So, if our, um, also if our sound quality sounds really off, it's because obviously Marty's not here with me. So, I tend to have to call him and do phone call recordings and stuff like that. So, if it's not the greatest quality, I am so sorry, you guys. Um, And also, if you guys want to go ahead and send your horror stories or your paranormal experiences, whatever it might be, send it to us to our email at conjurehorror89 at um, gmail. Sorry, you guys. Gmail. Um, (laughs) um, Because we would like to hear those and we would love to share them on our our podcast pretty much, Um, you know, so other people can hear them. You know, I've... I know I follow podcasts that have a bunch of personal paranormal experiences from people. I love hearing them, even though I get scared sometimes. I don't know why I've been spooked so lately. I don't know. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, just send them our way. And like I said, we will keep trying to um, better our podcast and better sound quality and our, you know, being able to post more constantly. Just be a little patient with us, you guys, and we appreciate the support and everyone that's been hearing us so if you guys will listen follow us on our social media so we will bring those up so marty you want to take it away with our social media yes where can we find you first you can catch you can (laughs) i was about to say you can capture me on captured in time (laughs) underscore a new slogan (laughs) (laughs) and you can capture me oh wow look what you made me say and you can can follow me at everyone's favorite gorehound (laughs) just follow me at everyone's favorite gorehound on instagram yeah and of course you know you guys can follow us on our podcast um on our instagram it's uh what nightmares are made of obviously and also our Twitter account. And like we said, if you guys want to ever shoot us a message of your personal experiences, etc., do it on Conjure Horror Horror 89 at Hotmail. I mean gmail.com. <laughs> I'm sorry you guys. Um so 
yeah, thank you so much for listening to us. And of course, have a good night and let the nightmares begin. Yeah, happy Valentine's, you guys. And of course, like I said, let the nightmares begin, especially on Valentine's Day. Um, (laughs) And you guys stay safe out there. Yes, and wash your hands. Good night. Good night, you guys. Bye. Bye. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs>